other people also will join us in time, but it's okay. Whoever is here, it's fine. Hello, Ellen and Eileen, Russell, and the Noahide Nations. Uh, so let's continue with our saga of Nimrod. Uh, the, uh, the master of all kings, the epitome of all kings ever uh, reign on earth. Um, Tower of Babylon here. Okay. Good. Uh, any questions for me before I start? Do you hear me well, first of all? Okay, very good. So you hear me well. So uh, let's say, as we always do, uh, it's, uh, uh, it's, it's good to... Thank you. So we, it's always good to pick up the thread where, you, where we ended last time. Because it's always good to repeat things because sometimes when you repeat it, not sometimes, it's always. When you repeat ideas, it kind of sink better to our bones. So I'll kind of go over quickly what we learned last time and hopefully we'll finish the Tower of Babylon because our goal is to reach Abraham because Abraham is going to answer all the tribulations of the t 10 generation T ten generation that separated between Noah and Abraham. So those ten generation develop tribulation and, and trouble. And besides idolatry and other things, they, as you said, actually theft. We are dealing now with theft, not of all. And you will see how Abraham has, came actually to correct all the error that is the predecessor have done since from Noah to his time. And Noah was still alive and Abraham came came on stage. The same the same thing that Noah himself uh, corrected all the tribulation and the error of uh, his ten generation before him, like uh, Enosh and the children of Elohim and Cain and Tubal and all this we discuss it. So now we are in a new era it's an era of peace that is the envy of the United Nations today. Everybody speaks one language and uh, they spread. They are, they, are, they are engaged in farming, in building. Um, and we also mentioned, I'll just go over quickly what we learned last time, that the, Kush, uh, the, 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 the leader of the gen 70 generation, 70 nations that are formed, this is, these are the classical 70 nation of Noah. Uh, the leader was uh, the son of Ham. Uh, and say, the same as Sam and uh, Yefet were still in shadow, so to speak. At that point, Ham, some say he was, uh, he was actually the firstborn, although there is a debate among the rabbi who was really the firstborn. But certainly Ham uh, ruled, ruled the earth for many, many years perhaps thousands of years. These are the center of civilization of those days. Uh, and, Ku, and Kush, the son, the, the, the uh, 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 Ham's son, become the leader, and he begot Nimrod. Nimrod is our hero, who began to be a mighty person on earth. He was the first leader that will who became a king, and as a, the first time the Torah mentioned king is in relation to his name. Hello, Diana Stone, for, thank you for joining us. So, so uh, uh, since the, uh, he is the first king, the Torah called him a king, so we can find everything you want to know about kingship here all sort of democracy versus uh, tyranny and cooperation and human uh, human individualism against cooperation everything is here in this in our story that's why that's the power of the Torah only the Torah can present you with such an impact in such a short time 
such an enormous message. There is no other literature in the world uh, that can do what the Torah does. You know, uh, other, other literatures, other nations will develop volumes to discuss what the Torah here just compact in, in a message of just few verses. It's, the, it's a heavenly divine book because it, every, every sentence is coined in, in truth and, and, and the message so enormous, enormously powerful. So here, uh, we, 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 as we, we kind of focused last time, we said that all the story of Nimrod uh, from thousands of years of the recorded in, in, uh, by the rabbis in the Midrash and the Talmud, all the stories are, are revolving around the name Nimrod, which means let us rebel. Now the question is against whom rebel? So here are different levels and all of them are true and all of them actually depict what Nimrod, what Nimrod was and the message to us. So let us rebel. Hello, Linda from Flora. <coughs> and, um, and Dale and Catherine. So um, we said the, the first time, the first thing we discussed last time, we just now go over the, quickly the, what we learned last time and then continue. So the first explanation we said, if you remember, Nimrod let us rebel against tradition because as a prince, Nimrod didn't comply what society demanded from him. Uh, he did not practice weaponry. He didn't go to hunting like his friend. And this caused his father a lot of headache. Uh, and here the, the Torah says Nimrod was a hunter before Hashem because he hunted not by arrow and sword, he didn't kill the animal, but he hunted them by mouth. So how did he learn to speak to the to the uh, to the uh, animal by mouth? We discussed it last time. You remember Kush fear his father fear. He, con he, he, con he discussed it with Noah. Noah and Namach gave him uh, the, the dress, miraculous dress, which enabled him to to anyone to speak who is qualified to speak with the animal, Nimrod, the beautiful boy, the black-skinned boy, the, it was, Kush means black. Uh, so, so Nimrod uh, see the earth from above, that explained later on how it came to the idea of, of the, power, the tower that will reach the sky, because he wanted everyone to see what he saw as a master of communication. That's how he enticed people to build the tower. He said, I know what's up there. I want you to see the same. So Nimrod flew over earth uh, with a, uh, using Adam's miraculous dress, and he learned to speak with the animal. That's how he became the king of the animal. And I remember as I was a child, when I learned those stories, and I was so fascinated by this, and, and myself I'm talking now, about Nimrod uh, riding a lion, and you know, this is as uh, a child, of course, this uh, uh, kind of lighten up your imagination. I was fascinated with the story, uh, but as I grew up, I, became, I knew, I learned that actually the rest of the story is even more fascinating. Because as a child, that's what you catch, but as you grow up, you understand that the, uh, how the Nimrod developed into a king is even more fascinating. And how he developed from uh, democracy to tyranny. Uh, so, and now we come to the, remember we talk about the next meaning of Nimrod, uh, rebel. So, he, rebel against your father. And, um, he also, the hunter, hunter, the, the word hunter before Hashem referred not only his capacity to hunt animal, but he hunted people by his mouth. That's, that's became his power, he was a master, a master of communication. Now this didn't come to him just by chance, he had a talent for that, but this was the story of Kush dream that he, he dreamt that uh, 
here his son is a king and nobody understands him and uh, he doesn't have the common language with them. Then finally they come, they topple him, they cut his head off. So Noah says, well, they tell you from heaven, go and teach him how to be a king. So Cush <coughs> come and come uh, send his child as a son to all the 70 nations and he said, tell him, each one of them is going to host you and teach you everything he can because each one of them want to be your friend thinking that when you come one day a hair of mine you will be uh, the leader of, your, of humanity well everybody thinks that he will have leverage in, in your heart so he will be close to you and now don't take, take advantage he says what they offer you and pretend you know you are the best friend of everyone but remember you are my son and you are supposed to be their leader. So you don't, you're leader of everyone, but you need to understand them, but still be my son. And as long as you don't rebel against me, uh, you will get my position. And lo and behold, if, uh, 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 um, Nimrod uh, leaves all the animals, the lions and the eagles, uh, uh, in the forest and he joined our humanity and he traveled as his father turning from nation to nation he learned his, his, uh, how to they all had common language the whole had is one language at that time possibly Hebrew or, or, or ancient Hebrew uh, but uh, uh, the, the point is that he learned the secret the nuances of each, not only each, each, each nation or in each family of, this, of the each uh, family of the seventy nation, but almost every individual, so to speak, he learned what 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 this tribe want, what this family want, and uh, and their, their local problems. So he was absorbing all that he had enormous talent to absorb this all this information, and indeed, as his father predicted. Every one of them said thought that oh Nimrod is my 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 fellow my fellow he's my king I, he's my pal so many times they even talked to him uh, he said well you know let's go to, uh, I will help you topple your father and uh, you will be our leader we don't need the old man anymore you will be my each one thinking of course that uh, by doing that he will have enormous leverage in in the in Nimrod's heart. But uh, that's what the source of the name Nimrod, let's us rebel against your father. And Nimrod says no, he, of course he kept it in his heart, he pretended to be a friend of everyone, but he returned home and his father knew that he was loyal to him, so when he returned home to the city, uh, or the city of actually, uh, as they call it, uh, Babylon, not Babylon, but Babylon is a tower. But the Torah says its first city, we'll see in a minute what was the name of the city. Um, here it says, And the beginning of his kingdom was Babel, and Eric and Akkad and Calais in the land of Shinar. This is today Iraq. So that's what is, it's not far from the Kush mountain, which is the Caspian Sea, there in the. Um, north of Afghanistan and so on. This is the area that Kush dwell and his children dwell. <coughs> so he uh, returned to the city and his father come out with uh, kiss him on his head. He says, well, you know, you stood, you withstood all the tribulation and trial and uh, the anyone want to entice you to their side, but you remember all the time that you are my child. You prove yourself to be a, a loyal, you'll you be a, a good, good leader. Uh, now it's your time to rule. So he took his crown, so to speak, he gave it on, on, on Nimrod. And Nimrod became the first king. King in the sense that he knew how to speak to people. Kingship in, 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 in the Torah is not a scepter, it's not a sword, it's not even a crown. Kingship is to know how to speak. In Kabbalah, for instance, mouth, the mouth, uh, the mouth is 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 the is the vehicle of kingship. And that comes from here, actually. The power of 
the power of, 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 uh, of uh, Nimrod was not a sword. Remember, he never even, he never even learned how to, to draw a sword or to, to shoot an arrow. This was not a time for war of wars. He had no one threatening his borders. All he wanted, all he wanted, all his, the power was based solely on, on, on conversation, of consultation, of communication. So he knew now uh, how to speak and how to understand even the, 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 the hidden secret of everyone. So whoever came to his palace, so to speak, uh, the person could feel, okay, this is my place, this is my king. And as soon as he conversed with uh, Nimrod, Nimrod understood immediately what he wanted, and he promised him, he provided. So Nimrod became the king who listened and consulted. He was very successful in that. Not only he listened and consulted, but he learned how to provide it. Everyone he gave whatever he wished. He knew how to manipulate, how to move things around, and make everybody happy. Even the secret wishes. And every, that everyone felt that this, this, this is my king, uh, my special king. So Nemo, the master of, of communication, uh, this is now a, he, de he developed. This is now the play, the time when uh, individualism is really at at its epic. Uh, apex. I mean, everybody uh, is on a farm. Uh, everybody cherishes his own place. Uh, he has a he has a personal contact to the king and who who understand him. This is United Nation dream fulfilled. In fact, I, I put here in bracket American early experience, the Wild West, uh, extreme individualism, you know, everyone share uh, uh, got his farm and, uh, uh, and we cherish individualism. Now that we, so here is the first phase of, uh, of Nimrod as a democratic, ultra-democratic uh, ruler who was successful to, to be such an effective ruler just by, by listening, understanding, and providing whatever people want, however they can, and people understood him. Even if he says no, they still understood him, because they believe in him. Now, the Torah says, these are the family of Noah and the generations, so they moved, and now we go to the second verse here, and the whole earth was one language, we spoke about it, this is a, a peace on earth, and it came to pass in the journey from the east, and they found the plain in the land of Shinar as they dwell from the mountain of Cush, from the east uh, of the Caspian mountain, they came to Iraq, so to say, or from Persia, they came to Iraq, this is a fertile land, and they built the first civilization uh, with, uh, with bricks. Um, and uh, they say to one another, come, let us make brick and burn for a fire. And the brick serve them as a stone, and the mortar serve them as a clay. And they said, come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top shall reach the sky. And let us make a name for ourselves, lest we scatter all over the face of the whole world. Uh, each is, this is the Torah we are talking about, the Torah teaching, and each line, each verse is, 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 is written, carved in stone. Each one, each pressure, each one is really, uh, tell us a whole story. So first of all, now we, 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 we're passing to the second stage of Nimrod kinship, how he developed into a tyrant uh, without lifting a sword. Uh, and now as I travel, we say, from the east to the west, and they settled in that uh, valley, and they began to build town and, and towers from bricks, cities, and walls. And now as they were building it, Nimrod uh, was so attentive to their heart, and he wanted to provide what they wanted, he suddenly discovered that came to him almost like natural thing. That he discovered that they had a, such a thrill 
to God even to leave the farm and to join a joint, a joint endeavor and to belong rather to a small farm that now belongs to a large human organization that organized together to build a beautiful thing, a city, a town. Uh, and, to, and they understood it's like, a, it's like inherent in their mind that now they're creating wealth. You cannot, there is a limit what you can do on a farm. You can, you can raise some cows and you can get some horses and your fence and you, you provide vegetables for yourself. But in order to put railroad, in order to put a, the golden bridge, and to, to build a dam on the Colorado River, now you need to organize. And the thrill to organize, to, to come and, and left your farm and organize, come to, to a bigger organization uh, without nobody compelling you. It's not there was a hunger there. Uh, they just came uh, two months a year one, uh, and they joined a venture for, uh, voluntarily, and they love it. They love it because they get together, they get to see people from all the corners of the earth, young people like themselves, they speak the same language, they dance, they have a bonfire, they speak about ancient time, they the politics of today, and it was good that humanity feel the power of getting together. It's something inherent in us uh, as, a, as a social creature. So, to create wealth beyond what this individual is capable of, of, of building. Uh, the, the thrill to, to create power. Uh, this is now the secret of the pyramid that we said last time. This is how the pyramid, exactly the story of the pyramid, because the pyramid were, 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 were built by, by, um, by people living uh, voluntarily in their home, and they, they, they share, they have the best food, they have the best social life there, and they know now, this is how they, they have the, in their, ment, in their mind, they have now the idea of Egypt as an as empire, as a big land, which, and they just, each one of them just left, was were living on his farm, he couldn't, he couldn't grasp. So you build, this is the, the tendency of the human mind, or human, or human being, to build a common joint, uh, even uh, even even artistic, even even uh, a beautiful thing, not necessarily economic, just to get together like NASA or like NASA building building uh, uh, the moon, not because we the, we we think it's gonna find something there on the moon that because of that or that, just a venture. That's the fascination of getting together, of marshalling our power, and we all know that uh, marshalling our power together. Uh, can what kind of impact it has on society? You know, from the from NASA uh, dream to go to the moon, how much technology was spread up down to to the house of every one of us? So here are the building a, a common thing. So this is what Nemo discovered. Nemo, the hunter, the listener, the master of the the master listener of people. What's for people are the, the people who understood? He said, he understood the urge to come together. They they are not satisfied just to build a little city. They want to build something big that unites them all. <laughs> so he came to him and he said, you know, uh, let, let's read the verse. Uh, they said, let us build ourselves a tower. So, so that's what they said here. Let let us build ourselves. So the Midrash says, the Rabbi says, he made them think that they they build ourselves because he was such a master communicator. So he made them believe in it. So each one of them came to the idea. Oh, it's my idea. Let's build ourselves a tower. I, I was thinking about it, but he said, let us together, that's what he said, we, we, the king, you know, Nimrod, is speaking the name of everyone. Let us build together uh, a tower that from, from heaven reach the sky and like eagles we will see everything from earth. It's beautiful. I'm telling you it's beautiful and I want each one of you 
You deserve it. And this was a, such a fascinating idea for them, so they really flocked to him. And, uh, and they began building the, 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 the normal star. Now, we, we were building, we were talking about the Golden Bridge and the Brooklyn Bridge and the railroad. This is nothing compared in size and, and, uh, and the impact that the Tower of Babylon had. Remember, we said it's 27 miles wide, 27 miles long, was designed to reach 27 miles high. Now they came to him and they said, uh, our King Nero, how can we build so such a high building? So he said, well, he said, you know, I was a king of the animals. And I, I remember that uh, the, the ants, look at the ants, how small they are. And look how, what kind of building they build there. Imagine this little, the building that the, the, the hill, the ant, hill that the build is so many times higher, bigger than the, each one of them, the size of each one of them. You can do the same. Don't worry about the height. If the ant can do so many fold height above their own size, you can do the same thing. You can build, you can reach the sky. You are not different than the ant. So you know how to speak to them. Um, and they and they, they, it captured their imagination because this, this is what they longed to. This gave them what they were seeking to belong to a, to a, not to sit at home and just to be satisfied with your cows and horses and a little bit of land. They wanted to 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 build to build something bigger than the, each one of them will ever build. And let us make ourselves a name, they said. <coughs> they discovered that uh, here is another secret of the organization. When you are on the farm, what kind of name you can build yourself? You know, they, at most the family can, can recognize you, and after a generation, your name is gone. But if you belong to organization, or if you believe in impact on the world, or on a tower, or on a history, uh, that creates your name, your honor. So to join, let, let us make a name for ourselves. We will talk about the, the, the fascination with ownership that they have. Remember, we're talking about theft. And theft is predicated on the sense of ownership that they now have, the, 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 the game of the time, the, 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 the fascination of the time was to create, to produce, to gain name, to mark, put a name on, on your land, on your house, on your farm. And now it's opportunity to put your name on a bigger scale that whole humanity will understand, will know you. To build a corporation, to build a, a golden bridge, that your name as an architect will be on every child's mouth. So they discovered and they flocked to that fascination. Uh, and they developed speci specialization. This is how the logistic of creating such a enormous tower brought about this, uh, 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 actually forced them to specialize. This one ex excel in doing this, uh, this one excel in doing that. Nobody can do everything, like in a farm. So now you develop in, uh, somebody who is more specialized, so he's higher in ranking. There is a hierarchy. There is a commander, there is a general, and uh, there is one responsible of a small team, a larger team. This is my, uh, and everybody understood, this is my work, it was they were proud. This is my work. Let's make a name, the Talmud says, they put their name on the brick. They can saw the children and the grandchildren. You see, this is my wall. Forty years ago, I was walking on. I was working on the, on that passage. There was nothing here, and we walked day and night. And see, you see that wall. It's my wall. You see my name. Show it to your children when they will grow up. And this is how they develop a hierarchy and organization and specialization, which impact the whole society. Apparently, there was a. Holy renovation, a new, new, 
new talent, new 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 mechanics were were involved, new new technology was involved, spread from that tower. And in you and on that hierarchy up there, you can imagine who was sitting. Uh, upon above all of that was sitting Nimrod, who became a divine. He was a tyrant. His word was cherished. Everybody just listened to him. Without, without him ever lifting a sword, without police. So here is a fascinating, fascinating story. How from kingship, if you miss that point, you miss the whole story. The Torah tell you here how from kingship, from democratic kingship. You can easily go to tyranny. And you say nothing, what's wrong with it? Why not? Of course, if we need to build organization, if we, if we, if we are destined to build the, the, the Brooklyn Bridge and the Golden Bridge and the, and the dam on the Colorado River, and we need to organize ourselves, so we need such a military structure. We need such a tyranny, so what's wrong with it? And that's really the crux of the whole story here. If you miss that, you miss the whole story of Nimrod and the whole message of the Torah. So where is the, God, where is the line? We need that. We cannot live without being organized. We cannot, a person for himself will do nothing. I need my rabbi. I need my doctor. I need my, my farmer. I cannot live by myself on a farm. I cannot be a medical doctor and a rabbi for myself. And so on. And you need each one of them need to specialize in something. So where is the secret? So where is this? On, on the other hand, the Torah wants us to be a democracy. King, kingship is speaking and consulting. Because this is what Elohim did. You remember Elohim, when he created man, uh, uh, before I answer that, so so Elohim, remember Elohim was a tyrant for six days. He just gave orders. He was a tyrant. And then he was after the when he said, let us turn around and before he made us, he said, let us make Adam, he talked to Hashem, to you have Afke. From that moment he was a tyrant. He, he stepped down from his kingship. He stepped down from his kingship, Elohim, and became the king who consulted because he joined Yudhev Avke, Hashem Elohim, to make Adam. Because otherwise, the, the, he, he, was not, he wouldn't be satisfied. He, if, if he just went, stayed by himself as a, another tyrant for another, he didn't want to create just another creature, like the ant and the bees, social creature. Adam, he, did, he didn't say, let it be Adam. If he had said that, Adam would have been another sophisticated ant. Smart and technologically smart and uh, savvy and we can do anything you wanted, but as an ant. But he didn't do that. He said, if I do that, kala. This is the end of, I don't want any more the, the universe. The only, the only, the only, term that I will allow the universe to exist, and Hakim said, this is a story of Genesis, which we learned before, he said, well, I'm let, let, let mercy be here with me, and, and she will dwell in Adam's of her, this is how we make Adam. So the whole premise of making Adam on earth is to, to do the oneness, to unite Hashem and Hakim together. So he stepped down from his from his from being a tyrant, or how the Torah Torah doesn't use the term a tyrant. We use the term awesomely alone. Levadoim loch noraim Hebrew. If somebody knows Hebrew, so so the awesomely alone. We are children. We sing it every day in the morning when we wake up. We sing that song. They repeat the repetition of the whole story. How, he, how from, from awesomely alone king, he became a king who converse, who discuss, who consult with Yudhei Vavke. 
So that's the only. So he stepped down from from kingship, being a tyranny, tyrant, down to kingship. Now come, now come, now come Nimrod, and does the exact opposite. He walks in the opposite way. He starts being a perfect king, who dwell on 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 consultation and understanding of people never raise a sword and suddenly he step up in authority and become a tyrant so he, he moves against what, what Elohim wanted to do so let's see how the impact of all that is now playing and and we need to be uh, to be conscientious about that when we build we must build organization we must build a certain kind of Elohim organization are uh, efficient. Tyrant is so uh, 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 ruled by one person. Uh, we need, but where are the guidelines? Where, what what is what is the Torah telling us? We we live under 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 Hashem Elohim kinship. We cannot be a totally democratic like you have FK and she been here alone. Uh, there was just conversation. She would. She would. There was no, no. There was no need to any, any, any ruler. She is ultimate. The ultimate democracy is, is Yudhevavke. But it's not. We 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 cannot be too much democratic, and we we cannot be too much uh, tyranny because it's a shemel of king. Uh, it's the it's the interaction between the two the two attributes. Each one contributing from to form one kingship. So here is the background, what, what the next of the story is going to tell us. Now I'm going to, sorry, Ellen and Lee, now I, I'm going back to your question. Is there a significance with the number 27? I don't think so. Uh, I, I'm not so, I, I, I thought about it, but I'm not so sure why. I don't know why the rabbi picked up 27, but this is tradition. Maybe I find, if I find uh, maybe another number, maybe another tradition, I'll let you know. So let's pass, let's see now what happened with this dilemma uh, that started, he was a king that he, he, he was elevated to become, he be, was elevated to become a tyrant without, without even being asking for that. Remember, he was actually became a tyrant. He didn't ask for that. He had a sense that that's where he's going. But uh, the people made it just by the very fact of the of the creation of the organization. So now, <coughs> you know, we should, we should recognize that the, the tower, Babylonian tower, uh, took many generations. So it was like a whole culture, vocation passed from father to son. Uh, and they, we mentioned the pyramid. Uh, you know, uh, I thought about it when I, once I saw a movie about the Hudson River uh, tunnel to New York. Uh, and there was a hole in the in the history channel. They showed that actually they, uh, I was not aware. I was not born here, but uh, listening to them, I understood that they just to, to create the enormous tower, a tunnel to bring. Uh, the Hudson River water to New York City so far away. They had to build so much dams and tunnels. It took it took many years, and there were several generations involved. There were people who were mine the, the miners, and they, and, and they kind of passed the vocation from 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 son to father. It was a fascinating movie to watch. And uh, actually, they, I heard songs and chanted and, and, and melodies and praising. You know, uh, it was a whole culture that uh, people sang and, and built around that that uh, endeavor. And I guess this is what happened to to the Tower of Babylonian in a much, much, much higher scale. And the entire human race now is involved. Now we come to the to to the third or to the fourth. Name meaning of the name Nimrod, which is now Paramount. Which Nimrod, let's uh, oh, oh, before that, 
So there are two more meaning of Nimrod we need to, to discuss. And now we, we come to the verse. The verse says, And Hashem came down to see the city and the tower, which the children of Adam were building. And Hashem, of course, was angry here. Now, what angry or not? We will see what, what does it mean. Obviously, something disturbed the heavenly court. And the question is, what disturbed the heavenly court? After all, this is what we are supposed to do. We're supposed to build the world. We're supposed to build bridges and dams and, and corporations and hierarchy and kingship. We're supposed to do that. So what's wrong? What they did? He'll come to explain that comes now the Midrash and, and, and pick up the, the word Nimrod, which means let us rebel. And actually kind of said it, said it, rebel against difficulties in nature. What, what happened? Uh, as the tower grew taller and taller, you know, it became more and more difficult to, to build. There were accidents. The, the, the Mirage says that the tower fell three times. It was toppled. One of them, I think one, of, one time it, it was even to the third, because the tower actually started underneath the surface of earth. The, the, the foundation of it came, they, they had to dig several stories down just to build the foundation of it. So everything was destroyed three times. So there was a lot of casualties and trouble. And the taller it got, it was more difficult to build. How many people fell from the top with those primitive uh, uh, technologies that they had? They have to lift up the, the stone or the bricks, the, the mortar, uh, the food, the scaffold, the tools. They have to climb on, 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 on ladders, on ropes. How many casualties? So this, and the, the higher it got, uh, the more, uh, and, and now it was, it was a challenge. The challenge became bigger and bigger. So in order to succeed, organizations like that develop a mentality of, of uh, even the language of war. Let us conquer it. Let's overcome that in a positive way. So they, again, uh, here comes the king. This is why uh, uh, Nimrod is depicted as a king of the animal because he knew how to speak to them. Uh, he, he knew that uh, he saw an ant marching across the water. Now the ants never stop. You know, they sacrifice their life for the, for, the, for the sake of the community, of the common goal. They push themselves into the water, they die. They know that on the back, the, uh, the others will march and pass the other side. And this is how the, the species and the community will survive. They are happily running into the fire, they are ready and into the water. They don't care to put themselves uh, to danger as long as they ensure that the rest of the community will pass and survive. So this mentality of the ant uh, took over. Yeah, let's let's do. We don't care if you know if 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 I die, if if you die, as long as the project, as long as the common commonality will take or will take place. You know, in a sense, I remember, let's say, the Golden Gate. Uh, how many people fell into the water? Well, you cannot cannot say that uh, here was it was not taken by sorrow, but that's kind of a, just to give you a flavor. Uh, that they, to push on, to push on, let's rebel, let's, let's fight. And this is another name of the Nimrod. So suddenly the, the, the fact that he was sitting on, on top of the hierarchy, he could say that, it could give command, and they listened to him. That actually uh, empowered him even more. But the result of it uh, was that the personality, personal individuality was completely gone. And life was, was dispensable suddenly for the sake of the common community, from common thing. So, for instance, the Midrash says if a brick, if a brick fell down from the, from the 20th floor with a person holding it, so the whole community cried for the brick. How long will it take us now to make another brick and to bring it to the 20th floor? And they cried for the brick, but they didn't pay attention to the person who was lying there in pain. 
So they became cruel. They became hardened. They became like ant. Uh, and the organization became supreme. The individuality was lost. And they became like really ant crossing the river of water. And now we understand what, what made Hashem angry. So when you do that, uh, and you, you suddenly, you, you, the individuality, or you, you don't pay attention to the soul of the individuality, you're cool. Well, there is one, one, one attribute of the Creator will be angry, and that's the merciful one. So that's why she came down to see what happened here. And that's actually what happened to organiz big organization. The, the, when they look at the bottom line, they don't care if they fire people. As long as they, the stockholder will be happy. Well, that's a jungle we need to leave. Otherwise, we'll die too. That's true. We live in a jungle like animals. That's what they say, the corporation. But the Torah says, if you live like a jungle animal, you are like ants, well, that's nice, you will be successful. I guarantee you will be successful economically, but you will anger somebody up there. And who is that? Here is a, here is a shame coming down and saying, behold, the people is one and they, and they have all one language, and this is they begin to do, and now nothing will withheld them from them. If, you fo if they follow that route indeed, they will be successful, they will build a beautiful tower. But the price will be in compassion to the individual, which they have, they, they, nothing will stop them from this scheme to do. So Hashem says, come. Hashem says, as opposite to them, they say, come, let us build a, a, a town hub. He says, come, let's go down. To whom he was saying? He was saying to the heavenly court. We'll see in a minute what does it mean. So you see here, there is respond, Hashem respond is exactly the opposite of, of what, or according to what they said. And let's see the secret of what it, does it mean. So Hashem says, let's come and confound the, the language so they will not understand one another. So he wants to to let's let's step go step by step understand what was the heavenly court response to that. I put it here in a diagram for you. Uh, and here we come actually uh, to the last meaning of Nimrod, rebel against the shame. So we saw against society, rebel against uh, your father, rebel against nature. Now rebels uh, against the shame. So he, he, not intentionally, he didn't really want to build Hashem, but it's the whole message, the whole philosophy behind the Tao became a rebellion against Hashem because of the cruelty. Here is a, here is a, the first line depict Hashem Elohim a, a ruling mankind, as we just said. This is what's supposed to be. Now the second diagram down there in the middle, I'll show you in the diagram what happened if, 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 you, if you enrage mercy. We said if the Shekhinah, if you, if you are evil and you do, uh, non, uh, if you behave without mercy, without compassion, without uh, uh, forgiving, without what, what mercy is all about, if you do that, if we behave, she shy away from you. She will run away from you. Shekhinah. Shekhinah is such an ultra-democratic government that the moment you, she felt, she feel that you don't follow her, she just run away from you. And then you will be sorrow by missing her. So the Yud Hei Shekhinah is extremely sensitive to what's on your heart. If you, if you don't walk, if you reject her, the dove, the shy dove, will just fly away as she flew away from the holy temple from Jerusalem uh, because the, 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 the because of the sin of the Israel that were not mercy to one another. The Talmud says, time of Rome. It's a whole story.
or because as Jeremiah said, they took advantage of the of the of the of the orphans. Not because they didn't eat kosher, but because they they, they didn't take take care of the widow and the and the, and the orphans. And they subject they didn't send the slave back free. So that's what Hashem, the Hashem was enraged. When Hashem is firstly enraged, it should just fly away from you. So the third, the, the, the second line, the second picture here shows mankind down there. Elohim is now still facing them. And Hashem is flying above. So now mankind facing whom? Elohim. And that's not good for mankind. If you face a Lokim and without merciful one uh, protecting you in heavenly court, or you are facing now the judge. And what does the judge says? What, what does the judge say? The Lokim said, would the Lokim be satisfied with this tower? No. Because the whole purpose of humankind is to keep Hashem here in our heart. Hashem Elohim would say, if you behave like ants, Kala, I'm going to destroy you. This is not the purpose of you being here. I didn't want to, to build another social creature like ants. Without mercy in your heart, you have no right to be here in a minute. That's what Elohim says. If you behave like animals, if you behave like corporations, that fire people without just because of bottom line and without paying attention to what happened to them. Oh yeah, you will be successful. Ants are very successful. But you will enrage me. Now notice how how I put Hashem uh, the how the Hashem not I put it but the Midrash or the way it's depicted uh, Hashem is sit above Elohim now. Of course she's above she, when, when she fly away from us and the kingship is disrupted. So we are facing, mankind is now facing the tyranny of Elohim. You know, uh, the first line up there, Hashem uh, Elohim together, the same line, that's kingship. Now, the heavenly court responded, so to speak, again, in a similar way, exactly what mankind did. The heavenly responding also did. They broke the kingship. And now, mankind facing Elohim, the tyrant. <coughs> so, Elohim, the tyrant, is now facing mankind down there. Not only that, but Hashem is sitting on top of the Elohim, so to speak, and joining him. Remember, Ashyud Hevavke, I, I would, I would put it here, I, I'm going to put it here in more detail later on, even in color, so it will be more clear. So you'd have Afke, if you remember, they had two, they had the cherubs, the loving cherubs, but she had also a revolving sword. Now her revolving sword can join Elohim's sword when she is enraged, and that's not good for mankind. So not only we are facing the tyrant Elohim, but guess what? You'd have Afke that is enraged and sitting on top down there, surrounding all the, all the universe, all the world. She is enraged too. She is also can join. So this was we would have facing. Uh, we would have, uh, humankind would have faced collide at point. We could have been erased. But a miracle happened, and Hashem stepped. And the Torah says, Elohim stepped down, came down. What came down? Came down from. She flew away. In her mercy, she decided, no, let's give humankind another chance. So Abarbanel and Rabbi Nubachye and all these big scholars of this commentary, she said, so she came down with mercy. So to punish, to punish humankind with mercy. So she become, come down, when she come down, she sit by Elohim and they form kingship again. So I said, you'd have Avke join Elohim, first of all in rage, when they sit above, one above the other. Elohim saw the joining uh, Hashem revolving blade. That's what the situation that they were faced because of their cruelty. And now Hashem came down, the Torah says, either to see humankind, one middle says they came down, the heavenly court 
came down to, to face humankind, which is right here. You can see if Hashem came down from the top here to join the Elohim, so she's facing now mankind. And that is, uh, uh, once I heard the uh, Jack Sanders, for instance, gave us one thing, beautiful class, how, how from here we learn how the judge should go down to humankind or to the place where the crime was done to, to, to see what happened down on, on, on the field. But there is another meaning here. When she came down to, to hear this, when she came down to join Elohim, as you'd have after Elohim again to form kingship. So kingship was formed, and now as a king, they can. She they decided to punish <coughs> to punish a, 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 a humankind a, in an easy way, not to not kala, but to give us another chance. So. Uh, Hashem con con confounded their language, and uh, what happened there? That uh, they didn't suddenly they didn't understand each other. Uh, one worker said, "Bring me water," and the other one brought him a straw. Or one said, "Bring me a scaffold," so he brought him a pitch. So they start to fight. They couldn't understand each other's language. And Nimrod, the king, will hear all that. He comes down and wants to give some orders to, to make to to put to put everything in order. They don't understand what he's talking. And lo and behold, the whole communication is destructive. This is the power. The only power we had, the power of communication, is gone. And remember what the Kush dream was. Kush dreamed that one day his his son will sit there and nobody will understand him. That's what happened. I don't think that the Midrash doesn't say that the way we cut his head off, but it says, the Torah says, Hashem scattered them abroad from there, from the face of the earth, and they ceased to build a city, therefore it's a name called Babel. Babel means a, a salad like a mixture, because Hashem did there confound the language of all the earth, and from thence did Hashem scatter them abroad face of the whole earth. So here is uh, the beginning of the nations that don't understand the languages of each other. And now the brotherhood, the one language is gone. Now as a new era start, uh, with this, uh, if you don't understand your brother, there is a fighting, there is a, a empire now uh, for you. You don't recognize so much your, the right of your neighbor to live. And this is now a whole new area arrival and this is the background upon which Abraham is going to come. So here uh, this is to tell us what happened next in Abraham. What is Abraham came to 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 correct. So uh, I think they self understood. I don't have to repeat it. Uh, the, the story is so deep and profound and speak to us today. The message is, is very clear where well, we have to go. Yeah, we, it's, we need cooperation, we need to commonality, we need to, to create, uh, uh, to, to go to the moon and, and to create the organization. But we should never, we should never end, act like ants. We are not in the jungle. If we are in the jungle, if we, if we create monsters uh, that act like, like uh, animals in the jungles and uh, life becomes dispensable, we will arrange both. Both the Elohim, because Elohim didn't put us on earth to do that, and certainly, certainly will arrange the Yuhay Vavkeh, which will certainly be arranged. And well, well, we'll come to the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. We'll see what happened when, when, when Hashem is enraged. Here Hashem gave up, so to speak. He gave, gave us another. He punished them, but uh, in mercy, as the Baba Nel says. Well, the next story, when, when, uh, when Hashem will come down, He will come down to Sodom and Gomorrah, and there is no mercy there. All right. Uh, any question for me today? Remember, we talk about theft. We continue with the talk with the number four 
Noahide commandment. Any question for me? Well, I know it's material to digest, to read. Uh, if you have no question, we'll see you back uh, next week with Hashem help. And please, 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 if you have time, prepare yourself, read about Abraham, read about his childhood, read about his background, how he came to faith, and what, what, what is his history. It's all in the Midrash, it's all in the story, and uh, I, I think you, got, you can get it in English too. So we'll discuss all that, how Abraham came to his faith uh, and, and next week with Hashem help. So have a good Shabbat, have a good week. See you next week. Bye.